The problem with regular high school is they don't teach you things that are really applicable to, you know, real life. Nobody's really a fan of high school because it's high school. Hey, Kara Lloyd here with Like a Sponge and our third season all about high school. And let's put it bluntly. There's a disconnect between what's happening in classrooms and how kids see themselves in the future. I felt like the things that I was talking about in class were irrelevant and I didn't really care about them. In a study of more than 21,000 high school students by Yale University researchers, the two most common feelings about school were stressed and bored. Today, we're digging into that second one. Type in the hashtag #HighSchool in YouTube or TikTok, and you can dive down a rabbit hole into a prolific self-help genre, how to survive high school boredom. Have you ever found yourself utterly and completely bored in a classroom? Is Mr. Walton's PowerPoint making you cry? Well, I'm going to give you a few easy tips to falling asleep in class without the teacher noticing. We adults who have much bigger stressors like paying rent and aging parents may be tempted to roll our eyes those poor teens who expect life to be entertaining. But research suggests that high school boredom, or student disengagement, as it's called in the ed biz, is actually a problem. Why? Because this epidemic of boredom is making our schools less effective. Not because the point of school is to make students happy all the time, but because boredom impairs learning, even as measured in the most conventional way. Boredom leads to lower test scores. In an article in the Harvard Graduate School of Education magazine, writer Zach Jason detailed research that shows that as students move from elementary to middle to high school, engagement plummets. In one study of 500,000 students, eight in 10 elementary school kids were engaged with school. By high school, it was only four in 10. In another study where high school students were asked to choose their top three words to describe school, Boredom was the top choice, and only 2% of students said they were never bored. Experts point to a bunch of reasons for this drop in engagement, but one of them is that learning goes from more student-centered in elementary school to subject-centered in high school. Student-centered, subject-centered, these are kind of abstract terms, so I want to share my own experience because it might ground it. In fourth grade, I did this project where I studied, collected, and grew local wildflowers. And based on this project that I designed and chose, I was convinced I was destined to become a scientist and to be specific, a botanist. But in high school, the abstraction of textbook definitions, memorizable facts, and not a single student-centered project, well, it ripped my aspirations out at the roots. I've always thought that story was about me getting schooled, how youthful naivete gives way to learning a hard truth. I didn't have what it takes to pursue science. But the educators that study student engagement might turn that tale on its head. Was it I who had failed at science, or had high school science failed me? It's the way the system is designed. High school is hyper-focused on teaching abstract skills and knowledge that will enable people to learn at a higher level in college or career. The problem? For many teenagers, this onrush of seven classes of abstraction a day feels like an exercise in futility. 
they can't see how it connects to their future. Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone seen this before? So what would it take to make high school feel relevant? We found an answer in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Grayson High School is a big, comprehensive public school with all the stuff you may associate with big American high schools, like a football team that makes the evening news. Now the work starts. And a chorus. And pep rallies. Plus, a lot of kids attending academic classes. And I have to say, Grayson is a great traditional high school. Earlier this year, we analyzed data from 25 states to look for high schools that were outstanding in helping disadvantaged students get to college and succeed there. And Grayson was one of those schools that stood out. It got our highest college success award, the College Success Gold. What made it even more rare, most of the gold schools that were serving a high percentage of low-income students were not normal high schools. They were selective schools, charter schools, magnet schools, all of which required an application. Grayson is an ordinary high school, and yet not. That's where Grayson Tech comes in. Welcome to Grayson Technical High School. This state-of-the-art facility offers 12 career pathway programs to explore. The promotional video is slick, but from the kids who go there, it's far from buttoned down. Chaos is kind of the point. You know, if you came to Grayson Tech, you would be like, oh my God, there's no organization here. Like, you got kids walking around with cameras and videos, and you got, you know, music students recording sounds in the hallway, and you got Law and Justice doing little routines down, you know, with the body suits, because it's like, this is what we do. That's Andre Duramus. I am the music technology instructor at Grayson Technical Education Program. It's got 12 programs, including music technology, culinary arts, graphic design. Each is an intensive year-long program that allows juniors or seniors to go deep into a possible career. And both John Kadadu and David Adeliki, the two students you heard at the top of the episode, ended up here. Different years, different high schools, and different ideas of what they wanted to do with their lives. John had a clear path planned from day one. He was pretty happy at Duluth High School across town. Obviously, hearing about Grayson Tech and being in music at the time, and then knowing I wanted a career in the music industry later on, that seemed like an obvious choice. David was at Grayson High and just liked music. I had a friend who would always speak very highly about it, and the teacher that was in there. And, you know, me as somebody that really enjoys making music and doing music and everything, I was like, ooh, I got to get in this. So then I signed up, I got in, and I was really happy about it. Very exciting to be doing something different and to be able to call it school, honestly. Andre knows not everyone's going to be famous. I've had valedictorians in my class, and I've had kids who were one strike away from getting removed from school, period. You know, <laughs> and I just blend it all together. And, you know, there are some kids who already have their college picked out and they already know where they're going. And then there are some kids who are like, hey, man, like I messed up my freshman year. I've never been the 4.0 student. 
I, I love music and I think I could rap or I think I could sing and I know you can make money doing it, you know, can you teach me? Not everybody is even going to end up in the music business. Everybody doesn't become a music producer. So, you know, I cater it to what they want to do. So when they graduate from my program, like they're ready for any field that they want to go to. I really don't want to limit myself. So whatever it is I can do in music, I want to do it. Produce, music videos, make music, play an instrument. All of it, I kind of want to just do it all, to be honest. The idea is to arm them with multiple opportunities and experiences. When I have a record label hit me up and they're like, hey, we're looking for an R&B song, or we're looking for a pop song with these elements, you know, I give that to the kids. Their classroom isn't just the studio in school, but professional studios all across Atlanta. One day a week, we go down to Atlanta and we visit music studios. And every year, the class makes, sells, and markets an album. We just released the album, and it's on all platforms. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, everything. So now, they can promote their song and actually make money off of it. Okay, a lot of high schools have pathway programs, and they don't always work. Sometimes they're just used to sideline students who aren't doing as well academically. So it's like... We adults assume you can't go to college, so we're going to put you on a path where you definitely can't go to college. Other times, they oversell what they're teaching, and students end up with these useless certificates for menial jobs. And like any other part of high school, it can feel institutional. That's what sets Andre's program apart. He really tries to get to know his students individually. Those talks with Dre I had senior year was probably more valuable than me attending an audio engineer school in Atlanta. And um, I feel like that says a lot because uh, talking to my teacher versus paying, you know, a very expensive tuition to not really prepare you for what you really need to know in the industry, you know. So those conversations, that class with Dre was, was very valuable. And through these conversations, Andre mentors them in how to be true professionals. One of the things Dre would always say is, be prepared. He would always joke with students, like, how are you going to come to the studio without your hard drive? How are you going to come without your headphones? And that honestly kind of like always stuck with me, but just not, you know, being physically prepared with items, just being prepared in general with like material. If you have to send files out, having the right production at that moment, just always having what you need. And being prepared is sort of something that a lot of people I've worked with have acknowledged about me. They'll see me walk into the studio with, with my gear bag and my cables all organized, things they didn't even know they needed, and then I have it. For John, it paid off. Last year, one of the albums he worked on, Revenge of the Dreamers 3, received a Grammy nomination for Best Rap Album of 2020. And it all goes back to what he learned in high school. Dre would always mention how your name is your brand and how small the music industry is. And then once you're actually in it, you realize what he was talking about all those years. You have a reputation and, you know, that really stuck with me. John also says that the program taught him how to be a responsible adult. With regular high school, it's like they're not really, like, teach me how to do my taxes, you know, teach me how to save, teach me how to open bank accounts, teach me financial literacy, teach me things that actually matter, not things I'm never going to use again. I see a lot of 
people who make a lot of money, but then they forget about paying taxes. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah, there's a such thing as taxes. Like you have to pay that. So like when they leave my program, man, it's, it's more than just music. I know it's titled music technology, but you know, I, I, I want to prepare you for life. I want you to be able to take music and actually make a career out of it and make and, and live off of it. If that's what you want to do, you know, if it's not what you want to do, then cool. Being smart about our money, how a million dollars really isn't a million dollars in the music industry. Um, the money from the labels, that's not your money. You owe that money back. Being real smart about just, you know, living within your means, not buying jewelry when you can't afford. Just We went down the list. Andre even teaches his students how to write contracts and negotiate pay. We had an assignment one time where he made us write out an entire contract. Um... Just copy it, just so we, you know, got the the language of it all, you know, learned how it worked, and uh, like negotiate a deal with him. So <laughs> he really made us get hands on with it, and you know, looking back on it now, I was definitely you know nervous to do it, but I'm glad he made us do it. So it, it was me and another student, right? Dre would sort of facilitate the negotiation. He'd be there watching over it, just you know, making sure everything was in order, and it would be me trying to sign another student to a contract essentially and he would just be overseeing it and he would tell us after the fact where we went wrong could have done better you know tried it a couple times and like i said looking back on it i just remember being so nervous about it for some reason but like having that hands-on experience it really does prepare you for the real life situations and by the end of the program kids leave with the knowledge of what they want to do because they're already doing it they're more clear as far as what they want to do when they graduate. I feel like the main thing is it gives you an idea if you actually do want to do this or not. I took the class. Like, I was like, I got to get this. I got to understand everything. And like everything just kind of skyrocketed. I was enjoying it. Communication, confidence, uh, my skill, craft, all of that. It just kind of like went up. Of course, Grayson Tech doesn't change Grayson high school math classes. But that connection to a future reality can change the frame of even the most abstract learning. David said Grayson Tech made his other classes much more meaningful. Suddenly he wanted to learn Spanish because someday he might work with a Spanish-speaking client. For me, it got me energized every day. I was just like, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to do all this work, and I'm going to go to Grayson Tech. Grayson Tech is an example of Career and Technical Education, or CTE. You might be thinking, oh, like vocational ed. But in the past couple of decades, CTE has undergone a makeover. CTE programs can be medical training as well as car mechanics, culinary programs as well as graphic design. So, does it work? One Department of Education study found that eight years after their expected graduation date, students who focused on career and technical education courses while in high school had higher incomes than students who had no CTE. Even Michelle Obama is a fan. I speak at high school graduations all around the country, and I'm always impressed when students come up and say that they're already uh, ready to launch into their field. It's quite impressive. The best CTE programs don't separate kids into two paths for college and not college. A lot of students aren't going to college, and they need a vision. And a lot of students who would like to go to college if they only had a vision. Without opportunities to do what you like, how do you find out what you like? David put it this way to me. What do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? Like, what is, what is your passion? 
Yeah, what is yours? I told him I like to write. So, like, in high school, how did, you, how did you end up knowing that that's what you wanted to do? Right? So, okay. So, imagine not being able to have that freedom to write. How would you know that's what you wanted to do? Like, you know, I'm in high school. I'm going to college. So, you know, with Grace and Tech, it helped me figure it out, like, yo, I want to do music. So, what's the downside of CTE programs? Well, to be done well, they need a lot of funding. As education professor Gloria Ladson-Billings put it, when asked about high school automotive classes. They don't have all them computers. They not working on no Teslas. They working on a, they working on a 72 Chevy, right? Gwinnett, which is one of the biggest districts in the country, can do it. But not every district can. Still, the lessons of Grayson Tech are not limited to providing kids with state-of-the-art equipment, though they do some of that. High schools should take a page from Grayson by just encouraging kids to think about their future. At Grayson, they actually use vision boards. Now let's pull out those vision boards that we all made. (laughs) Um, These are some images that I find inspirational. Um, These are fresh cut peonies. Uh, This is Jennifer Hudson. (laughs) This is yogurt. (laughs) Not like that. Every year we do a, a vision board as a project. A lot of them never heard of it or, you know, they're like, what? Why we got to do this? Why we got to do that? And I'm like, because trust me, like when the first year I did my vision board, it came true. And whether kids are headed to college or not, high schools should help them make a plan. We go through the whole collegiate process. You know, I show them my schedule from college. We go through student loans. You know, we go through budgeting and taxes and money and finance, like, you know, all of the different things. The key is for educators to keep in mind what students already know and feel so acutely. High school isn't the end of K-12 education, where you got to smash in the last knowledge before college. But the beginning, the beginning of a million paths leading to a future they can't even imagine. Sometimes the path leads to college. All right, bet. I'm going to go business management so I can further my knowledge over the music business, be like a juggernaut one day, like juggernaut in the music business. That's the plan. And sometimes it leads to something even bigger. Oh man, I, I, I remember the morning. I think it was, a, it was a summer morning and the Grammy nominations came out and I went straight to the Grammy website and I just looked, 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 anything for Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers, anything. And then I saw there were a couple nominations for the album as a whole, best rap album, and then for a couple of the singles as well. And I just, I blew up and I was, I was happy. I told everyone I was Grammy nominated. I posted about it. Um, it was an exciting time. We're going to play you out with the music from Trapped in Sound, the 2021 album by Grayson Technical Students. Yeah, yeah, you say. Like a Sponge is a production of Great Schools and was made by Jessica Yarmoski and me, Carol Lloyd. Our audio engineer is Christopher Ferreira. Editorial support from Jessica Kelman and Charity Ferreira. Special thanks to Andre DeRamas, Dana Pugh, John Kadadu, David Adelaki, Todd Rose Transcend Education and Springpoint Schools. This season was made possible by a generous grant from the Barr Foundation. This is part of a two-year project all about what high schools can be. In addition to this podcast, we've created a whole collection of articles and videos in English and in Spanish, aimed at parents and educators. So check it out at greatschools.org slash transforminghighschools. Finally, 
if you want to share what you think about this episode, please give us a review and tell us. And thank you for listening. I'm out here living it. I'm out here living. Don't know my vision it. Don't know my vision. Can't find my journey. I'm tired of waiting. I might give up early or might just stop trying at all. Maybe I'm not good enough to evolve. Maybe my path to be golden is here. Never have I never not been in fear. No, no, come.